This is episode number 11 of Under 10, a mini-podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last week, I talked about feeling the big feelings and inviting them to stretch and grow you through the practice of yearning. If you missed it, go back and listen to episode 10. It's important for this week's practice. After 10 episodes, I thought we might be ready for this week's theme. This episode, I'm going to talk about sex. Well, really, I'm going to talk about talking about sex. That's where we will begin. Not everyone who coaches with me wants to explore their sexuality. But for those who do, I am one of those mental health providers who can talk about sex without feeling uncomfortable or ashamed. And this is a capacity I have cultivated. It hasn't always been this way. It doesn't matter who you are, talking about sex brings up feelings for everyone. The title alone of episode 11 may either have you avoid listening altogether or have you slightly more interested. Perhaps you clicked on my podcast for the first time, even though you ignored all previous 10 episodes, which is fine. I don't take it personally. Sex and sexuality more broadly brings us into high sensation. And when we feel a lot, and unless we have done the work to stay present when feelings arise, which is what episode number 10 is all about, we will check out. The ability to stay present in high sensation is a practice, a big one, and one that will make all the difference in the bedroom and every other room in your world. So let's start here. What happens to you when you hear the topic of this episode? Do you feel curious or excited? Do you feel embarrassed or numb? Just notice, avoid telling a story about it, and make a little more space around whatever is there as you keep listening. I will never forget the three years I worked in the VA in Northern California and then Austin as a staff uh, VA psychologist. It was the beginning of my career and I learned so much about trauma and healing as well as very deeply bonded with fellow staff and the veterans. It was very fulfilling work. And I never talked about sexuality with my patients, not even once. I remember learning that patients' primary health concerns revolved around their sexuality, and I never asked about it. And if my patients had had the courage to bring it up to me then, I would have been so out of my league, possibly frozen and very likely embarrassed. And just so you know, my training was typical. Most mental health providers don't receive at least formal training in how to talk knowledgeably about sex. It's a very real gap. It was only when I left the VA and sought out training specifically in conscious sexuality that I even began to acknowledge my own sexual self. It took learning. Like everything I have shared in these episodes, talking about sex is something you can learn to do. So why is it even important? Well, let me put it like this. In my experience, there's a direct correlation between your capacity to talk about sexuality and your capacity to have fulfilling sex. 
In other words, if you can't address it with your clothes on, you have less of a chance of it feeling good and healthy and sustainable when your clothes come off. But it goes further than that. If you can stay present while communicating in connection with the parts of your body that feel the most, you get a lot of power and freedom that you can bring to every other part of your life. And like everything, it takes practice. So let me clarify some terms. When I refer to sex, I'm talking about anything related to our bodies lighting up, turning on, and feeling driven by our pleasure instincts. When we are less in our heads and more in our physical feeling selves. This can be with ourselves alone and it can be with others. There's no one particular act I'm referring to. I'm talking about connection between bodies towards pleasure, including your own body's pleasure. And that connection can look an infinite number of ways. I also consider sex as one of the most powerful, restorative, and rejuvenating ways we can take care of ourselves and our relationships. Often couples tell me they have lost the sexual spark and want to reignite it, but are waiting to get more connected before reopening their sexual relationship. And what I suggest is use your sexual relationship to get more connected. In other words, the more you make your sexuality a priority and even a practice and let go of how it needs to look, the more you can feed the overall connection and closeness. Prioritizing and practicing conscious, healthy sexual connection has a powerful impact on our body's ability to feel calm, nourished and safe, and open to trust and love. It creates a bonding loop that can reignite relationships, which is always very satisfying to see. So, how do we make sexuality a practice, whether you're single, in a loving relationship, or in a connection where you have lost the spark? Well, a starting point is that we learn to talk about it. We learn to connect our words to our sex. We practice while keeping our clothes on Acknowledging that we have sexual organs. Okay, go ahead and take that in for a moment. While clothed, we practice acknowledging that under our clothes, we are always naked and we all have genitals. It's really a pretty wild reality to ponder. I always find it fascinating when I participate in meditations where a teacher is leading a body scan while we are noticing the muscles in the face, the feelings of our lungs expanding and contracting, sensations in our bellies and our pelvis. And then there's this weird skip from pelvis to legs, as if we were dolls who have a smooth joint connecting torso to thighs and didn't have these elaborate sex organs where there are more nerve endings concentrated than anywhere else in the body yet we skip right over them in our mindfulness. When I lead meditations, I always say in a neutral voice, notice your genitals, nothing more or less. They are a body part, a very particular and special physical geography, and they deserve to be named. Now, there are many reasons why we might skip over these body parts. 
Most of us have a complicated relationship with them, and I want to honor that. And I also want to suggest, like everything related to healing, that when we go slowly and gently and stay friendly to ourselves, it becomes possible to gradually reacquaint our awareness with this part of our bodies. Notice your genitals. So at this point in the podcast, just notice how you feel. Perhaps you feel amused and grateful or squeamish and uncomfortable. Whatever it is, let that be okay. We don't need to make it go away. Just notice how it is to make any conscious connection with your sexual body. The starting point for this week's practice is to acknowledge that even when your clothes are on, you still have sex organs. And then secondly, to ask yourself, what do I call my parts? Do you have a name for them? There's specific anatomical names, which are very powerful. There's also more playful or familiar names. What feels right for you? Having a way to refer to our genitals is the beginning, a bridge to growing a conscious, loving, and welcoming relationship to them. And from there, we can make responsible choices in connection to our sexual bodies. We can eventually ask for what we want in our sex lives, and we can receive the deep, energizing, and healing benefits of our sex with which to infuse all the other parts of our lives. Cultivating an on-purpose connection to our body parts is a vital first step to being able to talk about sex in conscious ways. And if you want a more basic starting point for this week's practice, try celebrating that you listened to me talk for 10 minutes about sexuality and hopefully you were able to breathe, like right now. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.